Hello and welcome to the Slow Ride Podcast. Cycling news, shop talk, and unsubstantiated rumors. We can be reached at the Slow Ride Podcast at gmail.com or via Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod. Our podcast is available on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. You can find right. show notes and more information at theslowridepodcast.com. Thanks for listening and we hope you enjoy the show. Hey, it's Tim Hayes in Gainesville, Florida, where I have nothing interesting to say. <laughs> and this is Spencer in Boston, Massachusetts, where I fell off my bike this weekend. Hey, this is Matt in Minneapolis. It's cold. Wow. <laughs> That's I, exciting. I, yeah, lots of exciting things going on in our uh, neck of the woods. So, okay. gentlemen. Oh, yeah, go ahead, Spencer. How cold is it, little guy? It's like seven, but I, I, the wind chill, it's got to be, I don't, you know, below zero. It's January. It's mid-January here. That makes me so happy. It's, it's, different, <laughs> it's not just a different time zone. It's a different season. It was a little so rough today, uh, like 65, eh, maybe 70 degrees today, a little bit of rain. But I got to wash my bike outside in my T-shirt. Rain? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's terrible. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, gentlemen, let's get right off into it. What's the best way, uh, best ideas for a stolen bike? Best ideas for stealing a bike? Uh, Tim. Well, Tim. Yeah. You want to go big or go home? Go big. Uh, I, I meant, what, what's the best home idea? Home we need to steal bike. Obama's bike. How do we steal Obama's bike? Best idea for for recovering a stolen bike. Sorry, I misread that. Oh. Yeah. That's different. Best idea for recovering a stolen bike? Go. Craig, Craigslist. Craigslist. Yep. eBay. eBay. Yep. I would That's recommend it. looking at that searchtempest.com, which basically is a uh, aggregator of Craigslist searches. So it searches all of the Craigslists within an area. Does it search all the Craigslists? Yeah. So there you go. That's... We solved that problem, gentlemen. Well, the uh, the some of the cities have, like San Francisco and Minneapolis, I know, and I, I'm pretty sure Portland does too. They have like uh, – uh, dedicated websites or Facebook page or something that is all posts of, uh, this is my bike. It got stolen. So like it networks out to a bunch of people who have seen your bike and know to kind of look for it. Um, that seems like a really good idea. So, so if maybe, you, uh, maybe explore and see if one of those exists wherever you happen to be. Have either of you ever had a bike stolen? Yes. Was it your fault? No, it was my stupid parents fault. <laughs> Stupid, stupid parents. idiot parents. What yeah, I, uh, I, uh, I rode, I had a, a single speed mountain bike because, uh, you know, how much I love to rock the one cog. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, uh, I had rode it over to their place to pick up my motorcycle that was over there and I would drive the motorcycle home. So I was going to leave the bike in their garage, which I did. And at some point, a few weeks later, they left the garage door open and or like overnight and somebody stole the bike and it's gone was it the was it the red line monocog no it was something cheaper and uh crappier than that it was like a uh, an aluminum frame i got off ebay for 100 bucks brand new so i don't i have no idea what brand it was i haven't had a bike stolen knock on wood since maybe one got stolen on my parents garage I don't know. I always bring my bike inside or I have a good lock. And I see a lot of people coming into the bike shop 
And they're always like, oh, my bike got stolen. And I was like, Did, was it locked? And they're like, no, I had it on the porch. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> like, what are you supposed to do? So lock up your bike, kids. Yeah, yeah lock's like 40 bucks, And, uh, you know, your bike's like a lot more than that. Pro tip, get a lock that's about 10% of the purchase price of your bike. That's a good rule of thumb, I think. Unless you're a roadie. That, 10%. Yeah, unless you're a roadie, in yeah. which case you're screwed that's gonna bankrupt you yeah it's like a 400 dollars lock you're totally awesome little guy you get some locking skewers on there you're gonna bedazzle my lock for me or something with real diamonds so yeah um big news last week gentlemen we had 449 downloads of the podcast we're moving on up in the world and we got three new reviews this is going to help us in our quest of overtaking fat bikes radio on the itunes outdoor charts How right now I, well, you know, we're, it doesn't have the number. It, I think we were, we're what, taking them down. Where I think we were they? 298th, and they were 287th. So maybe we'll be able to take. I mean, when 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 do they revise the stats? When do the new charts come out? I don't know. I need to know this information. What's really sad is that you know losing out to the I, uh, Fat Bikes Radio, but you know Jeremy on Twitter, I Iron Chef Minneapolis says Tall Bikes. Got passed over for a USA Cycling Championship event. And he said that's why um, we're behind the fat bikes. So if Tall Bikes mm. had a championship event, maybe then we would. Uh, we would We'd be, be behind to... two different podcasts. Yeah. <clears throat> there should be a Tall Bikes podcast. But, anyways, so we're moving on up. We did get three great reviews this past week. So thanks, Colin Hurley, who gave us five stars. Would definitely recommend this podcast. We have Mr. Tornado Hell Head, <laughs> who said. Hey, have fun! Amusing podcast about cycling, and then we got a we got this great review from Locust six 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 six, and I'm wondering, Spencer, is that you? No, okay, I don't know who that is. <laughs> Entertaining and not boring! Super <laughs> exclamation point! So there you go. We've got three great reviews. Thanks, everybody. Keep them coming on the iTunes store. We- we need to beat fatbikeradio.com. Come on. Well, once we beat Fat Bikes Radio, uh, I did notice that there was a Jacksonville fly fishing podcast. Um, that's just a little bit up, so we got a long way to go. Is there that much fly fishing in Jacksonville? It seems like an area that wouldn't have a lot of fly fishing. I don't know. Um, so in other news, gonna, just so... I'm going to find out. I'm going to listen to the podcast. You know what we should do? We should ride fat bikes around near their fly fishing streams and ruin them. <laughs> we should. Uh, we did get a uh, couple of cool tweets last week. Uh, Teal Stenson Lee, one of our favorite women cyclocross racers of the Luna Chicks team, favorited our tweet when we put out there the other day, vote Reno for the cyclocross oh. national championships. Vote Reno. Vote Why Reno. Would you want to do that. We <clears throat> haven't heard anything about the Reno campaign, but we are behind it fully for a Reno Cyclocross National Championships. Yeah, we've we've not yet been contacted by the Travel and Tourism Board of Nevada, uh, but uh, they do have our email address, so hopefully we'll be hearing from them soon. We would love to be. We will bring lots of um, economic benefits if we go to Reno. If Reno gets it, we will do a live slow ride podcast from the Reno Cyclocross National Championships. Mm. Really? <laughs> yes. That, that I don't made... want to agree to that. I don't want to agree to going to Reno. You don't want to go? We can go bowling. I can go bowling anywhere. All right. Well, so a couple of news items, gentlemen, before we get to the important stuff of the past weekend. Ted King has a contract. He rides again. Yes. 
What are the opening odds of Ten King finishing the Tour de France, little guy? Zero. Zero. Is that because he won't be on the team or because he just won't finish? He's going to have some bad luck again. I don't think he'll be on the team. Because like Spencer has said, they have another American, Dan Martin, um, to be on the team. So I hope they don't true. need to bring Ted. What, but what? I, I don't think he'll be on the team. He'll finish the Volta or something. Let's give him the Volta this year. I, I hope he does get to go to the tour, and I hope he makes the uh, team. Especially my Twitter feed also wants him on the team. So that is your Twitter feed like a separate entity from you? It has its own wants and feelings. <laughs> yes, for the most part. What do you think, uh, Spencer? Ted King to the tour. Uh, I'd like to see it. Uh, he'll probably get on the team, but I don't think he's going to finish. Well, prove us wrong, Mr. Ted King. We want you to finish, and we want you to be on the team. And the other uh, big news in the world of uh, cycling, professional cycling at least, was this new bill being floated around at the German national you know, government that if you get busted for doping and both your A, po- your A sample and your B sample come back and you're German national, you could be going to jail. How do you guys feel about sending dopers to jail? Sure. That's okay. <laughs> Seems like kind of a waste of resources. But yeah, I, I, guess I think, oh man, if there's one place you don't want to be, I'm guessing it's, a German jail. <laughs> they're probably really nice jails. They're pro- they're efficiently run, I bet. <laughs> say that. If they're, if they're anything like a Volkswagen, they just fall apart. You can just push them over and run right out. Shouldn't be a problem. That's true. That's true. If they're built to like Mercedes specs, you're not getting out of that thing. Well, it should be said that uh, WADA has come out against this uh, ruling. And maybe it's just because they, you know, feel bad if they're c- completely incorrect and they found their own uh, testing to be, uh, you know, unable to find actual dopers. I don't know. Anyways, this is on the heels of WADA also increasing their sentence from, uh, you know, if you get busted now for the first time, you're banned for four years. Well, that's banned good. from any team or just banned from a ba- ban- banned from sport world tour for, for oh, really? four years? Yeah, and that's starting oh. January first. That's my understanding of the new rule. But everybody's going to cut a deal because everybody cuts a deal every time. And then they always get get like less than a year every time. The real question is, are you banned for four years from Grand Fondos? Well, thanks for bringing that up, Spencer, because this past week there was the Grand Fondo Miami, which is the big Giro d'Italia thing, and there was a big internet hubbub where the the Giro d'Italia Grand Fondo in Miami put up a picture of the winner – who was getting cashing in for his physique saddle or whatever. And that guy is one of the uh, masters racers that was busted here about a year and a half ago, 41 year old uh, masters doper that got busted and he's up there celebrating. And since it was an unsanctioned event, you know, he was allowed to participate. So grand Fondo's mm. kind of a dirty world. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And his name, Ricardo Rico. It was amazing. <laughs> oh, the Cobra. God, I love him. All right, let's. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty much all the news. Uh, so we got a Twitter question from uh, Smithers in Minneapolis. He says, "When the super rookie gets everything wrong, is it because of dumbness or not caring?" What do you guys think? A little Ooh. both. A little, little column A, a little column B. Yeah, I think it's probably mostly mostly not caring because I can't call myself totally dumb. I actually think you care a whole lot, and it's mostly dumbness. 
oh, really? Like, I just care, but I don't have the attitude or the uh, attention span the attention, to really yeah. try to get it <laughs> correct? It's it's the attention, yeah. Yeah, your attention span is fleeting. It's fleeting. <laughs> You're like a, kind of like a, a chipmunk, you know? Like, if I threw I a handful say, of like popcorn a and it went everywhere, you'd be like stunned like you wouldn't know which piece of popcorn to go for first <laughs> all right let's get let's get one more uh, twitter question before we get into oh, wait does main... this does this chipmunk have a mustache right now <laughs> oh god i hope not terrible so uh eric parts his hair the wrong way <laughs> well it parts it on the other side now hey guys my hair is now parting the correct way and it is pretty amazing thank you very much um, Eric England on Twitter hits us up at, at the Slow Ride Pod. Which team announcement did you find more exciting, Cannondale, Garmin, or Movie Star? Uh, what? What announcement? Yeah, I guess I didn't watch it. I guess did I didn't watch. Well, Movie Star announced Rory Sutherland signed to their team, and they filled out their squad. But we all know Movie Star is the number one team in the world, right? And they're just gonna dominate the tour next year. They're going to oh, dominate the press releases, that's for sure. They should have dominated the team presentation. I'm I'm disappointed I didn't hear about it. Yeah. Well. No, wait, wait, can we t- team presentations? Do you guys did the did the the Lotto or the whatever the the Dutch team? Did they rappel into the into their their kit presentation cuz the pictures I saw it looked like all the guys were standing there with ropes next to them like they mm. they came in like like spies. Like hanging ropes? Maybe did they have yeah. drops? So, Did they have nooses? No, uh, they had ropes like they repelled the in. Yeah, yeah, like drop down but into their kits. Like, oh, that would be amazing. Oh, like, like a Batman? Robert Gissink floats yeah. down and just slides right into his skin suit. That would be sexy. They'd have to put yeah, a lot sexy. of embrocation on him. A lot of shaving yeah. cream to make well, it. Well, you know, I'm sure they could find some some Dutch folks to oil them up. So that, mm. that new lotto kit has got a lot of yellow on it and lots of balls, but... More importantly, the other big announcement in the world of Pro Tour was that Team Bora Argon 18, formerly NetApp Endura, showed off their new jerseys, and they are all black, and they have a little red sleeve. Ugh. Uh, black? It's like uh, apparently it's like black Bizarro. Is... is it Bizarro Sky? Bizarro Sky? Uh, kind of. It, there isn't even that much uh, red. You know, it's hmm. pretty much just black and white. It's kind of like the Trek team without the uh, pinstripes apparently black is the new black in uh the professional peloton so what color is underrepresented right now in the professional peloton green is what i'm thinking green is anyone green well Well, euro car the greatest team ever and balkan if you want to call that green well but balkan's going away but balkan's gone gone. well i mean historically like this season they were there two seasons they had green and Europe car has a lot of black on that. That's not like a, a Kelly green, like the old um, uh, Credit hey, Agricole kit. Like, I mean, I want a, a bright green. There are no purple teams. Let's Ooh. just get that out there. What and about there Lamprey? That's, That's not purple. It's if you mix those two pink. colors together, you'd get purple. That's true. All right, well, listeners, yeah. maybe our listeners can let us know what color they think is uh, most underrepresented. Because even with uh, Robobank gone, there isn't even an orange anymore. Yeah, and that's Ustatel true. And gone. There's, there's just less color, which is, is kind of surprising. Why does everyone go to this black? Like, what's the... It's a lot of, well, you, a lot of black and a lot of blue. Is that it just like, like you're trying to sell uh, replica kits? But, I mean, 
That doesn't make sense to me. I feel like you want to have the brightest, goofiest kid. Look at the like. Um, was that a Italian <laughs> yellow team? Flora? Like the, yeah, or the Nero whatever Nippon team or whatever. Those guys are ugly, but you can tell. You know, you see them when they do the helicopter shot. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Seems yeah. more important to me than any is selling five replica kits. Woo! We're rich. Yeah, I don't get it. All right, so one final tweet, gentlemen. This one is, of course, uh, one of the bigger ones for us from Jake Wells, professional bike racer. And he says, so if you're looking for a way to burn up 45 minutes of your life and get vaguely up to date on cycling happenings, check out the Slow Ride Pod. That means in two weeks we have gotten endorsements from both Jake Wells and Adam Meyerson. So, gentlemen, we are winning the Masters 35-plus professional cyclocross racer endorsement, and it means a nice. lot to me. Nice. Yeah. We're also winning the uh, most sideburn cyclist uh, endorsement contest. This is this is huge. And, yeah, that's true. You know, I think we, we're going to have to look in the data to see if we got a bigger Adam Meyerson bump or if we got a bigger Jake Wells bump from when those tweets went out, like who we got more followers from. Mm. That's a, that, should that'll be a, that should be good that should be a good one alright let's get into the uh, the fun of this past weekend little guy take it away I went to Jingle Cross Tim where where is it Jingle Cross I don't know little guy where's Jingle Cross oh it's in Iowa <laughs> City Iowa home, home of the, of the Iowa Hawkeyes. what is it it's a cyclocross race it's three days of a cyclocross, cyclocross race. race Friday, Saturday, oh Sunday Friday a, under the lights. Is it um, in Iowa City? Like, what's the venue like? I already said that. Yes, it's in <laughs> Iowa City. <laughs> yeah, it's in Iowa City. It's at the Johnson County Fairgrounds, right on the outskirts of the town. It's uh, conveniently located three miles from downtown, <laughs> three more miles from the host hotel. Uh, it's a good co-op, two locations, excellent cinnamon rolls. Excellent, excellent cinnamon, cinnamon rolls. rolls. Hey, how many co-ops what? How what? many co-ops are there? Did you say there's two now? There's, there's two. two. There's two yeah. locations. Oh, wow. There are always two locations. As far as I know that we've ever been going there, there's been two. How many years have you been going to Iowa City, little guy, for Jingle Cross? I don't know, man. A bunch. Because I think we started Seven? going the second time they hosted it. We skipped the first year. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. We missed the it's very been a long first time. I want to say 07 was probably the first year we went, right? And I don't is, know. It was pretty teeny comparison back then till now. And, and it's become probably the biggest cyclocross race in the United States continuing outside of the ones in New England and Cross Crusades. I mean, it's definitely the the marquee Midwest cyclocross race. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. It's the hardest. It's definitely the hardest course um, around mm-hmm. these parts compared to the, you know, the ones by Madison or even even stretching out to Louisville, it's much much more difficult, much more climbing, much hairier, scary descents. Now, cold weather, mud, usually a lot of mud. This year, not a lot of mud, but snow. So, so my favorite thing about Jingle Cross over the years was their their wonderful, wonderful website, which they have since updated. It used to have like a GeoCities website feel where the mouse cursor was a rain uh, Santa with reindeer. So you didn't really mm-hmm. know what side mm-hmm. it was pointing. There were snowflakes coming <laughs> down, so the the width of your uh, browser would always like have the the tabs to you know scroll left, scroll right, depending on uh, how many snowflakes were coming down to the screen at the time. 
So, does the race still have that Grinch flavor, the uh, the Christmas flavor, <laughs> where you go in through the uh, like there was a barn for a while that you used to have to ride through that had an opening that was a doorway? Like, yeah, you, still, you, have to do still, that? you still ride through that. We well, still ride through that sandy little. Like a, it's like a sandpit horse, horse barn, and then you got to go up this like concrete lip. I don't understand how it's in there because it's it's certainly um, much too narrow to be UCI legal, but somehow it it makes it into the race every year. But I think because they they push it far enough back in the lap, they used to do it pretty early in the lap. I feel like, and it was just a mess. But it's far enough back in the lap that it doesn't really cause any problems. You just ride through it. Nobody, it's not even like difficult sand. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they still have that. They still have um, whatever the Grinch song, whatever. The, I don't know what that song is technically oh, God, called. Really? They still it play still in the radio because they they had that thing on the radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's I'm true. pretty sure. I think I like to think that it's a tape with an automatic rewind rewind function, so it just plays and then it rewinds and it plays and it rewinds. But it could just be a CD. I hope it's a tape though. So how did the race? Was it a big crowd this year? Like this is you know. One of the first times Spencer hasn't been there, and I haven't been there in about uh, three years now. So, what was the crowd like? Yeah, I think previous years, um, I don't know, can I say? It, uh, the generally, of this game, you guys remember how you used to go out there and there was maybe one guy selling Coors Light? Um, yeah. yeah. Now you can actually get food, multiple food options, like pizza burritos, all kinds of crazy crap, uh, beer. Wait, 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 you can actually wait, wait, wait. enjoy yourself there. What? Pizza burritos. Pizza burritos? No, they didn't have pizza burritos, but they had pizza and burritos. But, dude, they had vegan burritos and vegan dumplings. So I could actually okay. eat food at the bike race now, which was crazy. It used to just be hot dogs. If you didn't bring all your food out there, you'd starve to death. Um, yeah, got, big crowd. I've got a business opportunity to uh, talk pizza, with you about later. Pizza, pizza burritos? burritos? <laughs> yeah. yeah I know a wizard that wants to eat those. So, um, yeah, big crowd. The... You guys have never seen the hills gotten crazier. Like you guys remember how how the hill was terrible and difficult, but they've yeah. cut like new trails into the back of the hills. So like uh, no. day two this year, you had to climb up. You know, we did this last year, but it's just the it's the longest climb in cyclocross. It's just it's kind of ridiculous. But they had us run up the hill, come down, and then ride up the hill, and then what? come down again. No. It was That's ridiculous. Okay. That is Saturday was totally world. ridiculous. Did um. um how was the crowd? A lot of people again? A lot of crowd. Was, I'd say it was the biggest crowd I've seen there. Okay. I don't know. Nice. Thousands. Then, hundreds. Hundreds, then, probably. The The internet was a was a buzz with the video of Adam Craig doing the nose wheelie around the uh, the off-camber 180 again. He did it okay. last year. In the, That's uh, what people said. So it seemed like it was getting pretty crazy. Did you get to see that firsthand, or were you never close enough? I was, I was not. I was not close enough to Adam Craig uh, to see the nose wheelie. Not even on the first lap. You so, did have uh, good good result though. You finished on the lead lap on the last day again. Yeah, it was all right. I felt pretty terrible yesterday, and then I kind of did the best. But it was it's hard. Saturday was definitely my worst race, hardest course, and Friday was just really, really, really cold. So nice. I don't know. So it was good. Nice. Freezing cold. Uh, like what freezing. Was it? it was like well, I mean, it was in the teens okay. with a windshield. And, uh, yeah, and it's a probably night. all the days. Maybe Saturday it was maybe in the twenties, but it started snowing uh, during my race on Saturday. And really, the scariest thing um, 
really wasn't the race like about all the bad weather it was the drive from the race back to the hotel after oh. saturday's race was like a crawling total disaster with like cars just sliding all over the place <laughs> and uh the vanigan just like not not good on ice not good on so, ice so that was scary i was way yeah. more freaked out for that than like descending the mount crumpet like with the switchbacks even, even with the brand new tires on it maybe you didn't have the right Dude, tire those tires those those tires those tires are completely useless when there's ice on the ground you might so, as well just be running on steel rims or something so when it was snowing little guy and like getting really tough on the and you're on the start line getting ready and you're rubbing rubbing elbows with mm-hmm. the other people that were six Shaking rows hands, back from the, from the from uh, the the start eight Starting rows eight, back or maybe um, seven were you did you find yourself uh having people come up to you and looking around at the weather and going it's finally real cyclocross weather uh probably people said that i have no because idea because nothing I think most really, of us just shivered it's really been grinding my gears lately oh grinding i've gone gear. i've gone to a race and it's raining and then people are like who real cyclocross weather here and it just bugs me it's like what like no, there's no such thing as real cyclocross weather. There's just weather, and you just deal with it. That's the point of cyclocross. I don't, don't know, man. I don't know if Florida really counts as real cyclocross weather. But that's my raining. point. It was raining, and it was like 60 degrees, and people were like, ooh, finally, it's real cyclocross weather. And I'm like, what? No, we've been racing down here for years in 80 degrees. That's totally okay cyclocross weather. That's really real, and it's really nice. Maybe it's all <laughs> relative. It's just the, it's the worst that you can have wherever you are, so... 60 yeah, and raining is is that's epic for you and then and then i get to race in like 17 and snowy so well yay exciting with yeah, that cold I got, weather I got 40 degrees and windy so one of the uh hey, you fell off your bike why'd you fall off your bike did you hurt yeah. yourself uh no no i didn't hurt myself it was just like a downhill off camber turn with a bunch of leaves and it was getting chopped up throughout the race and uh i just lost some front wheel traction and is the swiss out. stop okay Swiss cross, but yeah, is this, is it's, Swiss it's cross fine. okay. Are you I, I, remounted, I remounted that stallion, that stallion, and uh, and I rode on for you know another lap or so until I dropped out. So, did you have a pit bike <laughs> ready for you? I did. I did not have a pit bike. No. Oh, no. You should have. Well, if it you had fun. Swiss stop brake pads, maybe you wouldn't have uh, crashed. I had uh, not not those. No. I have whatever comes with my Paul breaks. I don't know what they are. Not those. As we were talking about uh, the cold, we got a nice question from a longtime listener, many-time emailer, Brian Girding, who emails us at theslowridepodcast at gmail.com. Email us, hey, if it's really, really cold, is that enough of an excuse to be able to wear an aero helmet to keep the cold out and keep your head warm? What do you think? Little guy, is it okay to wear an aero helmet if it's really cold out? No, get a hat, yuppie. Get a hat? Yeah. What about one of those nice liners or multi-tubes? What do you think, Spencer? I don't know if there's ever an excuse to wear an aero helmet. I mean, unless you were, like, late for work and, uh, you know, and it's cold <laughs> out, I might I might shave a few seconds on late your commute. So that work. Could be good. It yeah, could be good, especially point. or if you have a really important meeting and you need to save some energy so you right. can get really like focused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if it's winter and it's super cold, so you got the fat bike, you got the goggles, you got the studded tires and stuff, you need you to make counteract some of that. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm down. I'm down. Okay. I say go it, for it. Um be sure to get the visor. Yes. 
Um, I saw some arrow helmets this weekend, I have to say. Arrow helmets are only allowed if you have the visor and if you're on a fat bike. Outside of that, <laughs> this is slow ride rules. Um, yeah, no arrow helmets to keep out the elements. Uh, I don't even think uh, the only time you're allowed to wear an arrow helmet is if you're in a time trial or you're on a fat bike. But then it's a time yep. trial of life. Yeah. So. <laughs> that's <in> this drama record <laughs> that's true the, the final thing that uh we have on the agenda is that this uh is ultra endurance cycling would you want to yeah. talk about that spencer it's crazy i've just like been recently figuring out uh what it is and it it boggles my mind it's there are people out there these are like alley cats for insane people like um they tend to be a little bit older <laughs> maybe but you know like i don't know i've always been like oh yeah cool super cool uh alley cats are like you go from point a to point b to point c and whoever does it the fastest is a cool winner and it takes like 45 minutes and we're pretty hardcore and then i discovered these ultra endurance brevets that there's this whole series and you have to do like different lengths and they're kind of the same idea like you got checkpoints and you need to be places at certain times and and then, but yeah. they're like 600k and and 400k and there like one... I don't even I don't even know how long a k like I can't comprehend how long that is but I know it's really far. There was and just a thousand, thousand there was just a thousand k um Central Florida randonneurs brevet in which Swift Cycle here in Gainesville was one of the stops. And so basically these guys set out at and women set out at 4:30 in the morning and they were riding you know, roughly 300k a day and then it it added up eventually to like 350k a day eventually added up to a thousand kilometers and they had to go to these checkpoints but they had to go to the checkpoints at certain times and so you had to be roughly above like a 14 mile an hour average but below a 23 mile an hour average so you kind of knew where you need to be now most people don't meet don't beat that you know fast schedule but it was pretty impressive, and there was like a seventy of these uh, folks that came into the shop to get their their uh, card stamped, and all of it was was for qualifier for Paris Brest Paris, which is held every two years in uh, in France, in which you have to you know do what like a five hundred mile bike ride, and there's some people that race it, and then there's some people that tour it. So yeah, uh, it was pretty impressive and pretty crazy, and we have a. Uh, uh, Spencer, you, a closer friend than you, but I've met him, uh, Matt, that uh, Matt Roy, that mm-hmm. holds the record. The yeah, that holds the record of the cross Maine time from the northern tip of Maine to the southern tip of Maine, and he's been, you know, he tried that record. It took him what twenty one hours or whatever to ride that distance, and he had to get officials to follow him the whole time. Fairly impressive. Yeah. Pretty cool. and I, He's got north to south in 22 hours, and he's also got Maine uh, west to east in uh, in 14 hours. Um, it's it's crazy. It's like this whole like weird cycling world that I didn't know about. That's like it's kind of interesting. Like, oh yeah, all these qualifiers. Like, you have to be able a 200k to qualify to do 400k to qualify to do 600 yeah. to qualify to do a thousand. To get like I don't know. It's just like you get so focused on bike racing sometimes you forget about all the other stuff that's going on that's that's pretty cool. Anyway. 
But well, yeah, Matt, uh, Matt does this stuff a lot. He just did his thousand K a few months ago in, uh, Seattle. And, um, and, uh, anyway, I was thinking maybe we'll get him on here at some point to talk more about it. Um, somebody who actually knows what they're talking about, but I wanted to bring this up. You guys, this is very important stuff. I was looking at these cross state records and I yes. noticed Minnesota only has yes. West East. Nobody has, nobody has done a North to South or South to North. So oh, really, I want to do it. Guy, let's, let's do it. Well, I'm once thinking you we need set... to start a Kickstarter. Ooh. And get get little guy going. Um, how crazy are these the, people? The do I have to do this in like a day? No, you I mean, don't have to do like it in a, a day. Thing, or do I get to nap in the middle? Well, let's they're, see. They're, Minnesota. Well, I guess if I'm the first one, I get to take a nap in the yeah. middle. It doesn't and, matter. And, yeah, and and the way the rules work, Matt was explaining to me that once you set the course, little guy, that's the course for perpetuity. Yeah, so if like nobody's Florida, done it. You can yeah. you can say it's from Albert Lee to International Falls or wherever yeah. you want. And so, like, in Florida, the north to south is Jacksonville to Miami, when it really should be, like, Pensacola to Can- to Key West. Yep. Yeah. So, so yeah, little guy, you can set it. You can just do an hour record, you know? But you've got to hire the officials. From my, house, gotta... from my house to downtown, that's, that's the crossman. No, no, you have to go, yeah. actually, from somewhat near the borders. But I would on. say, like, Albert Lee to International Falls or maybe the northwest angle. Hire a, uh, hire a boat to take you across Lake of the Woods. That'd be pretty yeah. awesome. That'd be so, cool. Yeah. I could, uh, could I paddle boat and make you have to paddle boat, make it kind of like a weird triathlon? I'm going to have to so, read the rules on that, but I think you should do it. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, well, we can get going on this, Spencer. Uh, well, you and I can run his, uh, run his camp. We can drive the cars. We can be a support vehicles. And Matt was telling us that, little guy, you can take bottles and feeds up to four times per hour. So every 15 minutes, you can come by and get a little sticky bottle to get you propelled fast because <laughs> the key little guy is that you want to get the speed high enough that no one else is ever going to challenge it yeah oh, it's like 16 miles an hour because i could do that consistently could you so, okay. can you have arrow bars i don't do know. We know you know tim <laughs> i don't have arrow bars and that's that's an interesting point you bring up because you you borrowed my arrow bars and then you loan them out i don't and know then, if i loaned them out i and, think the actual truth yeah, little guy is that i, I kept them on no, I don't think I learned about it. Let me just jump in here. I want to alert our listeners to what's going on here. This is a controversy that has dated back to 2005. <laughs> it's uh, not even a controversy. I'm just right. Tim is wrong. So, little guy, yes, you borrowed me your arrow bars. I do not. No, there's no. weren't you a teacher? No one. Lo- I never borrowed you anything. Okay. You loaned me the arrow bars to which I used yep. them. I took them off. I put them on the the roof of the Saturn wagon, at mm. which point they disappeared. You took them back. This, no, this is not the story I heard. You, you didn't use them. You used different arrow bars. You did not use my bars. At least that's not the story you've been giving me all these years. Yeah, well. You guys – so, you claimed you borrowed my bars, and then you found better bars because, ooh, my dumpstered arrow clip-on bars weren't good enough for you. Well, we have the picture <laughs> somewhere of me wearing – of using the arrow bars, Spencer. Oh, well, let's find, find it. Find, Spencer, find, find that one up. Let's oh, see if they're it. the right bars. That, that's going to be the – that's the picture for the uh, slow ride because that's not little guy's arrow bars because he took them back. Uh, How did I take them back? Um, so I, I, I do want to get. Wasn't at that race when you went off that day. I was That's not right, you there. Were sick. I only got there in time to see Joel ride by with my arrow bars and see them fall off his bike when he comes across the line, and then to never get my bars back. 
So it's Joel's fault. Anyways, no, can we it's get back to your talk? fault because no. I loaned he... them to you. Well, he Moving took them off up. the hood of the car. Okay, so this ultra endurance cycling thing, Spencer. Um, um, there was uh, one recently, just this past weekend in Florida. They do this off-road mountain bike cross Florida time trial from east to west. So basically, from Daytona Beach to the Gulf of Mexico. And okay. it was 254 miles, of which something like 180 of the miles were off-road or lime rock, gravel mm. grinder-esque. Lots of mm-hmm. bike packing going on. Um, it was pretty awesome that the, the racers all had their GPS system so you could see them at night, like where they were checking in. Um, yeah. And the I don't know. It was pretty impressive. I know a couple of the folks that did it, uh, and they're just really into bikes, and they kind of strike me as these, you know, the ultra-endurance just – People well, that can I was, go for a while. Yeah, I was looking into it, you know, because I got inspired by a little guy, uh, you know, being all into doing the uh, the Minnesota uh, top to bottom or bottom to top. Um, and so I was like, I was thinking about, you know, what could I achieve in the ultra cycling uh, world? So yeah. naturally, I looked at Rhode Island uh, to see what the uh, <laughs> yeah what the record's That's already been there. set several times. There's been 15 attempts there, more than anywhere else. Yeah, uh, so I was shocked to see this information. I, I'm thinking Delaware, uh, east to west, maybe the. I, I checked that uh, out too. It's not looking good. Um, Ontario, though, the, the province of Ontario, Ooh. only has one attempt. Uh, but the problem there is that Ontario is 500 miles across, so I'm going to rule that out. Um, but is, if you guys have is... any other suggestions, you know, get at us on Twitter. Uh, let us know if you'll support the Kickstarter for Little Guy and. Uh, and uh, we'll get this going. Wait, um, I don't know. I got to look at what, Min- what, what Minnesota is. Like, I'm looking here, like, War Road all the way, like, to, like, Austin or something. Like, that mm-hmm. that could be that could be pretty far. Well, <laughs> do, do some research and get back to us next week, little guy. Let us know. Wait, wait. Wait. The magic of the internet. I'm doing the research right now. Yeah, well. It's uh, 444 miles from so War Road to... Uh, yeah, that's almost the amount of listeners we had last week. And let's get to the the Twitter, the tweet of the week coming to us from at John Time. And he tweets, tweet of the week. I seem to only get my cycling news from at the Slow Ride Pod, which really says a lot about why I can't win races. Thanks, mm-hmm. John, that's... for uh, tweeting at us. I hope you continue to get your news from us. And one of these days, you may find yourself on a, a wide angle podium. Ooh, that would be really that's, nice. that would be the dream. And uh, to carry us um, out, gentlemen. Oh, go ahead, Spencer. Well, I was just going to ask you guys. I had a I had a weird question for you because, uh, you know, I was thinking about this. I went on this ride uh, on Saturday that was pretty rad, and uh, I ended up with a flat tire during the ride, and uh, mm-hmm. had my my saddlebag on the bike, and I went in there, and I didn't have a tube. <laughs> I didn't have. Uh, there was basically just a bunch of junk that wasn't going to help me in there. Um, <laughs> so weird. I was kind of wondering. So uh, oh, <laughs> I know. It's very out of character for me, but uh, yeah. I was wondering what what do you guys what's what do you guys normally carry around in your saddlebag, and then I'll I'll let you know what was in mine. Um, I normally carry levers, okay. uh, a single yeah. lever. I carry a tube. Oh, you're not a two lever g- guy. Uh, no, I, I carry the Pedro's wide wide lever. Oh, really? Um, and then I run a uh, usually a tube, sometimes two tubes, depend on if I'm in a how many flats I've had previously, but I like to, you know, recharge the bag with two tubes, but sometimes there's only one in there. And I usually have a dollar bill and a cartridge with the, uh, mm. the head of the cartridge. 
Do you have a Do you have a favorite uh, saddlebag brand? Banjo Brothers. Yeah. Every day of the week, I'll ride the Banjo Brothers. Uh, deluxe bag is pretty nice because it's got the compartments, but I really like just the Banjo Brothers Mini. Um, it's more than enough, and it it stays in place. Mm-hmm. What about you, little guy? What do you got in your saddlebag? Do you even use saddlebags? I never. I only use it. I have one. I use it maybe once a year, twice a year. Uh, so I I put stuff in my pockets. That's why I have pockets. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So nothing special but I, when in I, there? No? When I do use my saddlebag, I put tubes and a multi-tool and a pump and probably a sandwich. Cause it's you can fit a probably, pump in there? What kind of saddlebag are you running? It's big. It's like a McGregor. It's like it's like one of those brands that used to have shoes at Kmart. Wait, Wait are we it's talking like, about like a like – a- Sub sandwich, like a foot long. No, like a sandwich made on like a uh, deli sandwich? regular sandwich bread. You've seen my saddlebag. It's like I bring it out every year for Almanzo. So it's it's like blue, but it's covered in dust. And it's just it's consistently <laughs> dust shaped, and it's really baggy. It hangs really low and kind of flaps around obscenely. It's kind of disgusting. Um, that's yeah. That's it's bringing huge. It to imagery. It's so huge, you... so I can put a lot of food in it, and so that why right. that's why it's good. What do you have in your uh, saddlebag there, Spencer? Wait, let me guess what's in your saddlebag. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Condom wrappers. I'm going to guess absolutely nothing was in your saddlebag. It was totally <laughs> empty. It had been on your <laughs> bike for like two years, and you'd slowly been – every time you used something, you had like dropped it or like – You think you wrote like an IOU? refilled any of it. <laughs> and at the same time as this, you had – you had you had a water bottle with a um, with one fourth full of three week old water. No, he's gonna inside his saddlebag. He'll have some IOUs. They'll be like, oh, <laughs> tube. <laughs> they're all written to Super Rookie, and they've never been collected. Yeah. What do you um, have in your saddlebag there, Spencer? Yeah. So I had uh, I have usually what I take with me in the saddlebag is is I don't ride with the saddlebag very often, so I usually just throw tubes and and stuff in my pockets. Uh, which I still do, and I keep the uh, the saddlebag for emergency, you know, items that you'll need that you'll actually need on a ride in an emergency kind of situation. So um, I always have uh, I have a an emergency blinky in there, um, just in case you get caught out after dark. Um, okay. I have a, a, a mini uh, Snickers bar in there, um, <laughs> in case you know you get caught without any food and and you, you really need, need a, a little pick me up. Yeah. Um, I have an emergency condom in there just in case you get caught out <laughs> after dark. Um, you do. You never know what's going to happen in the woods. Um, and I keep a $5 bill in there, um, you know, for a tip. Uh, oh, that's not to that's not to boot the tire? Like, oh, I don't boot tires with a dollar bill. I only boot them with $5 bills. Right. So, you know, if you're ever short five bucks and you see my bike laying around, you know, you know where to get it. There you go. Well, gentlemen, with that, we're done with our 33rd episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. I want to thank everybody for listening. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Just search Slow Ride. Email us at theslowridepodcast at gmail.com. And find us on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.